good to see everybody. Glad you're here this morning. I enjoy seeing your faces. I know some of you are like, what's that? What's that? What's that guy about? I'm I'm about doing the will of God, but I'm also about loving His people. And every time I stand up here and see God's people, I get I get giddy. I love seeing you. I love seeing what God's doing in your life. And it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Isn't that isn't it good? It's good to be in the house of the Lord with God's people. I mean, somebody just you just one thing to be like, you know, we're going to church because we need to. And, and I know how it is. So I know some of y'all, you're here right now, you're smiling and you got a good look on. But I know what it's like before you get here. I know, man, I know what it's like to re- reach I, anybody, to reach around spanking. You might remember, I remember, if I don't make, I, I, this is a true story. My dad made me one time, he was taking us to church and I had a bad attitude. And he made me get out of the car and walk to church. That's a true story. He goes, either you change your attitude, or you're going to walk to church. Well, next thing I know, you know, <laughs> I'm walking to church. So the truth of the matter is that we love, David said, I was glad. I was happy to get in the house of the Lord. Are you happy to be here today? Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? I'm glad that you are here. A couple of things I want to remind you about. Tomorrow is early voting. You guys didn't even know that, did you? It's early voting. You can start tomorrow. Some of you are like, well, I'm just trying to get past Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> some of y'all may be a little late. Uh, but the truth is, early voting starts tomorrow. How many know our church needs to be involved? You need to be involved. Complain about stuff, but don't vote. You need to vote. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to vote. vote. Tell somebody, you need to vote. You know if you don't do early voting, you know what's going to happen. You're going to wait till the last day. You're going to be in that long line mad and losing your religion. You know what I'm saying? So don't, don't wait. Go ahead and vote. I can't tell you who to vote for, but you know who we need to be voting for, so just go ahead and, uh, I can't say it from the platform, but <clears throat> anyway, the truth of the matter is God, God is the one who is in control, amen? And he is in, so I, again, I can't tell you who to vote for, but you know, he's, he's a God of the north, the south, east, and so I'm just saying, he is the God of all of those, so I didn't say it, anyway, so I am the pastor of smooth, I just want you to know that, the pastor of smooth. This this morning. I didn't say it. You did. So the truth of the matter is, hey, uh, how many of you guys are ready for Valentine's Day? Some of you guys. I'm talking to the men. I ain't talking to women. Guys, you, you better have it. You better, you better throw it down. Let me tell you. I'm going to brag on my wife a little bit. I'm going to tell you the epitome of I am the redneck Casanova. For you guys that don't know, my wife loves me so much. I'm going to brag on a little bit. She wants to be with me so much that she, we were hunting this weekend, this past week, just, just the other day, and she's sitting in a deer stand with me, reading her, reading her books for class and, and working on her paper while sitting. That is love. I'm telling you right now, that is love. How many of you women would be sitting with your husband, reading a book? I'm telling you, she goes, this is love right here, bro. This, this, is, this, is, the, this is the definition of love. I think she, it was two trips, one and done. I don't know if she'll do it again. <laughs> so, but she, uh, I, I love her so much. Um, the truth of the matter is, is what Pastor Kevin said about next steps is so important. Um, some of you, uh, I mean, just like, well, what is next steps? And we want to make it clear to you um, because we've been saying it a lot. He's like, what is it? It's, it's, it's like, well, I thought it was, it was replacing Kester Vision. It is, but it's so much more than that. We, we are wanting you to grow as people of God. It's my desire. It's the desire the Lord spoke to me, and, and Pastor Terry has been working on this. It is my desire that you grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's, this is my desire. I don't want you to just come and, and attend here. It's just like If you want to check church off your list, you can go somewhere else and do that. If you want to come here and grow as a disciple, as a follower of Christ, that's our discipleship track, showing you how you can be, a self, be one that, that grows. And I can't make you grow, 
but I can create an atmosphere, a greenhouse that is conducive for growth. And so praying that you get involved, that you don't just attend, but you get involved and walk through the steps necessary for you to grow. I know y'all looking at me crazy, but you need to go to next steps. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to go to next steps. Come on, tell them. You need to go. Yeah, okay. Well, good. Yeah, so much enthusiasm. So much, so much of it. (laughs) All right, we've been talking about encounter. Uh, I've talked to you about, how many of you love Colonel West this past weekend? You loved it. He did a, he did a great job. Um, he was talking about, he goes, Pastor Chris, you like that? Do you know the, the, the green light and the red light effect? I go, yeah, it reminded me of that game we used to play, red light, green light. Anybody remember the game, red light, green light? Anybody remember that? So I'm showing my age. Uh, okay, some of you guys don't know, what is that? That's when you didn't have money to buy toys and you had to play games like that. Um, but anyway, it was great. And jumping into um, what God has called you to do. We were talking about encounter, encountering Jesus, encountering the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about that this morning. I want to jump right into the message talking to you about the fact that you need to have an encounter with the Father. And so I'm going to ask you a question this morning, one question, and then there's three subsequent questions that I want to ask you, and that's this. Do you know him as Father? And now, the reason why I'm asking that, because some of you will be like, yeah, I know him as Father. I absolutely know him as Father. And I'm not talking about your relationship that you've had with Father God, like back in 1819. Some of you can tell it's a story. I, back in 1819, I was walking with him, and all of a sudden, I just came in, and you got that story. That's great. But do you have a fresh revelation of the Father? Do you have a fresh, new revelation of who he is as Father? Do you know him as Father? You know him as Yahweh? You know him as the healer, the, the one who, who counsels. You know him as the one who heals. You know him as all these other names. But do you know him as father? And not only do you know him as father, but do you know that he wants to give you a fresh revelation of who he is every day? The father. Do you know him as father? Let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you for your presence and thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy and your love and kindness, Lord, that is better than life. And I thank you, Lord, that this morning that you would open our eyes to get a fresh revelation of who you are. We need it, Lord. Don't want to go on yesterday's revelation or two days ago or that one time we had that great worship service. Today, mm, today, a fresh revelation of who you are. And I thank you, Lord, that you're going to do it, not by might, nor by power, but by your Holy Spirit, says the Lord. So we welcome you in this place. I want you to, you would just tell the Lord, just say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome. Say that. I want you to say that. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. You're welcome in this place. I'm asking your, your presence, your sweet spirit, your presence to rest on these people, your people. They're your people, God. So do it. Do the work you want to do the work you want to do, and we thank you for that. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to John chapter 14, and then I'm going to tell a story. Some of you don't know this about uh, Vanessa and I, but again, we went to Christ for the Nations, and that's where I fell in love with her um, at at that school, and um, we started dating. I was 19 years old. I'm not going to tell you how old she was. Um, but she, we, I fell in love with her. And we, the reason why we started dating I, um, is because she, her father had, had gotten sick. He had gotten ill, 
And uh, one of the things about our relationship is the fact that she, when I found out about it, her, her dad was diagnosed with geoblastoma and had a tumor in his brain. And she had to rush home to, to see about him. And from the time they diagnosed his cancer to the time that he passed away was about six months. And, um, and so I never got to meet him. I never, even to this day, I mean, just, I never had a chance to meet her, meet her father. And the only way I, the things that I know about him, the only way that I know who he is, is the stories that Vanessa tells me about him. And so I know that he was the oldest of eight brothers and three sisters. And I know that Vanessa and I are not going that route. Um, <laughs> I, uh, he, was, he was in the Marines uh, for four years. I know that he, was, um, he had a, a business called Cook's Carpet because um, Vanessa, was her maiden name was Cook, and she is a great cook. Uh, and, um, and her mother had a upholstery shop. The reason why I love her mother so much is because she upholstered two of my boats. Um, but there are things about her father that I know just from hear, hearing stories. And one of the things that her mother would say to me, and she goes, Vanessa married her father. I go, what do you mean by that? She goes, well, she did. She married her dad. Well, and the fact that you, you like to fish, and he, he liked to fish. Um, he had a boat. You got a boat. And I go, yeah. She goes, you know, he was a man's man and a real man, a robust man. And then she walks off. Um, and so... <laughs> <laughs> but she said <laughs> she married her father. And every time I hear a story about him, I get a new revelation of who he is. Every time Vanessa tells me about the time that she came in from school and her dad wasn't necessarily a warm and fuzzy guy, but he would every Valentine's Day there would be some kind of balloons or teddy bear or something in her room that he had gotten her. Or he, they, she would tell me a story about, about how, he, what, how he was with her brothers and how he conducted business or how he would talk to people. And his, her and her mother went, him and her mother went everywhere. But every time I hear a story about her father, I get a new revelation of who he is. So here's what I want to tell you this morning. Every time you hear, you get in the word, and the Holy Spirit wants to reveal a fresh revelation of who the father is to you, you get a different picture of who he is. Is that true? Anybody need a different picture of who he is today? of who the father is. So I'm just saying, because some of you, some of you, when I talk about father God, it's just like, yeah, I know him as father, but do you have a relationship with him as father? Do you really know him as father? Are you really in tune to who he is as father? And do you get a fresh revelation of who he is as father every day? Because a lot of times we, we project our earthly fathers, who he is onto our heavenly father. And I want to tell you this morning that whoever your earthly father is and who, whoever your earthly father was pales in comparison to your heavenly father. Right. You can look at your earthly father all day. Some of you had good fathers. Some of you had bad fathers. Some of you had absent fathers. Some of you had a father in the home, but he wasn't there. Some of you had fathers who, were, who was unique. But it doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter what your earthly father was. You cannot project who your earthly father is onto Father God. Because he's altogether different. He's altogether lovely. He's altogether wonderful. He's altogether lovely. He's, I'm telling you, he's a father of the fatherless. He's a father to those who are far off. He's your father. And he wants to reveal himself and make himself known to you as father. And so whatever it is, I want you today to take off. You take off your, I know, my, I know he's out there distant, but he wants to be a father to you today. 
I'm going to trudge on. I'm going to trudge on. I know some of y'all looking at me like, ah, this isn't, this isn't necessarily a great subject, but it is because he wants to reveal himself as father to you. If you open your eyes to really hear, and I mean, to see and really hear what the Spirit of God is saying, he'll show himself strong to you. First John chapter 14, here's what it says in verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And I'm going to stop there for a second because a lot of people think that when he says that, that he's going to prepare a mansion for you. I've thought that for a long time. He's like, he's going to prepare a mansion for you. He's went so he can prepare a mansion. But if you read on and where we're going to, you're going to see something different. He goes, I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you to myself and that where I am, there you may be also. Everybody's thinking that he's talking about heaven. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. And then Thomas says, says to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? I love the disciples. Jesus, Jesus is always talking about something, and the disciples are always behind. Anybody ever notice that? Thomas goes, I don't. And Thomas is always the one that's like, I don't believe that he's risen. You guys are crazy. Jesus, poof. Here, Thomas, put your hand right here. Put your hand inside. You had to show Thomas the truth because he's like, I don't know where you're going, Jesus, and how can we know the way? And, and so Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then verse 7, he says this, if you had known me, you'd known, you have known my Father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. And then Philip goes, Thomas, back up. It's my turn now. It's my turn. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. Just show, him, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you've not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. This is what he's saying. He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you in the Father. You're talking about a mansion. You don't think God's got all the gold and all the stuff in the world that he can't make a mansion? He's like, that's already done. But he says, where I'm going, I'm going to make a place for you in the Father. And so those of you that believe in me, if you believe in me and if you, and if you can see me, then you've seen the Father. And they go, show us the Father. He goes, you're looking, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So here's my subsequent question. Have you been shown the Father? Have you, had, have you been shown the Father through the Word or through the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the one who makes the love of the Father become real to us. And here's what I want to say to you. I want you to listen to this. Society and the world has done everything they can to take out the fathers. It's true. It's true. They do everything they can to eliminate what is. The enemy is after the fathers. And I'm going to say it. All these, all these things and uh, talking about critical race theory, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm talking about even e economic things from the government. All these, those deals were designed to take out the father. Take out the father, you eliminate the family. Is that true? We're looking at a fatherless generation because what the enemy is trying to do through society and all these other things that are trying to take out the father. 
And if you take out the father, then the whole family union is done. The truth of the matter is, is God is wanting to restore your vision and your view of the father because he understands. He knows this, that if you get a fresh view of the father and if you get a fresh view of his love, the Bible says that his perfect love cast out all Fear. What would happen to a body of Christ who would stand up with no fear, no compromise, and nothing that would hold them back? And the spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit would cause the church to rise up and go out and be the church to the unchurched. You hear what I'm telling you? So that's why he's trying to take out the fathers. And then not only trying to take out the fathers, but he's trying to distort the view of fathers, trying to distort it, cause you not to see the father in the, in the best light that there can be. Some of you think your father God is mean and he's mad and he's waiting, on, waiting to judge you. Some of you may think that he's uh, distant. Yeah, he's a father, but he's way out there and he don't know what I'm, go, what I'm going through. He has no idea what I'm doing. He's just out there. Some of you think that, that you, you go to him when you pray and you're worried about the sins and whatever that you've committed. And, and the father says, if you would really get a fresh revelation of who I am, I will blow your mind about how great of a father I am. If you eliminate all the preconceived ideas that you've had about Father God, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the freshness of who he is to you. It'll change your mind. It'll change the way that you think. And if you change the way that a person thinks, you'll change his life. If you change his life, you change their life, you'll change your marriage, you'll change your family, you'll change the job, and ultimately you'll change society and change the world because of a fresh view of the father. Now, I'm a father. I try to be a good one. I love my kids. I love my kids. I love all of them. I love all four of them. Um, and uh, just now, <clears throat> Vanessa and I were standing up there, and my daughter came up to me in between us, and I thought she was coming up to say, Dad, go get them today. I thought she was coming up to say, Dad, you're a great preacher. She came up to me and said, Dad, can I have your credit card? That literally just happens. I had to reach in my wallet in the middle of worship. Now I'm like, why do you need it? You know what I'm saying? And she didn't even answer me. Just walked off with my credit card. I don't even know what I'm buying. <laughs> but can I have your credit card? Now what's cool about that is, is that she knows that she can come up to me and ask me for anything, and I'll try to do what I, do what I can. Amen. She can come up and ask. Cause she don't worry. She's not worried about growing up in fear and trembling. You know, dad of all dads. You're the dad of all dads. You're El Shaddai, El Shaddai, and I love you. Well, I bow down and worship you. If you would see fit, would you give me your credit card? She walked up bold as can be. Had a little limp in her. She had a little something in her walk. She walked up and was like, dad, let me have that credit card. I was like, why, why you need my credit card? You know what I'm saying? Just, she just knows. My all my kids that way. They walk in the refrigerator, they go, Dad, could you? They don't do that. I go in the refrigerator, stuff that I've labeled is gone. You know what I'm saying? They don't care. Nobody cares. We are waiting for us to be empty nesters. I loan for the day. Well, I walk in the refrigerator and the thing that I've labeled, the thing that I've, that I've brought home from my best restaurants that I think about, and you know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You had your mouth all set for that steak. You had your mouth all set for whatever it is. I open the refrigerator and it lies to me because I know that I put it in that box and there is nothing in there but ranch dressing. And I'm mad. I know I didn't just buy ranch dressing. I know what I bought. And they just walk in and just take it. And they just, and they just think, it's, they, they think it's theirs. Now you're laughing, but the truth is that I, I love the fact that they can walk in and know that whatever thing that I have, is theirs. God says to you this morning, whoo, he says to you this morning, all that I have, even the things that you don't even know that you need, 
I have it. And I can give it because I love you. Some of you need a fresh revelation of his love. Some of you need him to, he needs to come in on your finances. Some of you, he needs to come in on your marriage. But I'm telling you what, through his spirit and through the power of the Holy Spirit and through his son, he's able to do exceedingly. Ooh, he doesn't just stop there because he's a good father. And then he goes on and goes abundantly. He could have stopped there, but he didn't because he's a good father. And he says, above all that you could ask or think according to the power of God that works in you. So I'm telling you what, he's a good dad. He's a good father. Amen. He's a good father. Whether you believe he is or not, he's a good father. And I know that my, in my God that he is able to do those things that he said that he would do. And so do you need to see him in that light? How is he wanting to reveal himself to you? What is it that you, that you need him to do? However it is that you need to walk in, he says, listen, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. So the question is, have you been shown the father? Have you been shown him in the best light? Do you see him that way? So that's my first question, which leads to my second question. Have you seen the father? Have you been shown the father? And have you seen the father? I wanted to bring it in here. I couldn't find it. But you guys remember, again, I'm dating myself. You remember those little view masters that we used to have? Used to play with. I lay in the grass and flip those things all day long. And mine were the superheroes, like Captain Captain America and different ones. Superman was my favorite. I had a Superman coloring book, and all of a sudden it came with the little disc for the Viewmaster. So I would, and if, if you laid in the grass and pointed it to the sun, you could click it, and it would have the best picture. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I would click that thing, and I would sit there and click it all day long. To I mean, I, all day long, even though it was kind of short, I'd click it again to hear the to see the story again. And so it's a Viewmaster, and I, I had the, the team buy me one. Now I can't find it because somebody probably my kids. Anyway. The truth of the matter is, is that that God wants to give you a fresh view of the master this morning. He wants to click in your mind a new and fresh vision of who the father is to you. And I don't want the enemy to try to stop your minds from receiving this message. Because sometimes when I talk about the father's view, I'm telling you, you get get something, you say, man, I know him, Jesus. But the truth of the matter is when you see Jesus, you see the Father. That's what he said. He goes, well, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so some of you are, again, trying to get a better you, and really the truth is you need a better view of Jesus so that you can see the Father for who he is. And the Holy Spirit is so amazing. That's what I love about the Godhead. The Holy Spirit reveals the love of the Father. Does he not? The Holy Spirit makes the love of the Father real to us. And opens our heart to receive his love, to receive the love of the Father. And so you can ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, would you show me? I need a fresh revelation of his love. The Holy Spirit comes upon us, comes in us, and, he, and we receive the fresh revelation of who God is. And you need to receive that fresh revelation of who God is. And so in the view, Master, you would see that. And so the Lord says, not only do I want to show you how to view the Master, but then my second question is, do you know that the Father sees you? Have you... Have you been shown the Father? Have you seen the Father? Do you know that the Father sees you? Because some of you don't realize that he absolutely sees you, and he knows you by name. I want you to think about that for a minute. He knows you by name. He's called you by name. He's called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light, and he wants to give you a fresh revelation of who he is. Have you seen him? Have you been shown the father? Do you know the father? And did you, do you get a fresh revelation of the father today? 
and tomorrow you need a fresh revelation, and the next day you'll need a fresh revelation. And I know some of you, I mean, I, again, fathers, you're trying to, you, you try to do everything you, you can for your kids. Is that true? Raise your hand if you're a father and you want to do everything you can for your kids. I, I've seen some of you. Some of you are, are great fathers, but I try, to do, I try to do some great things for my kids. I know I'm not perfect. They know I'm not perfect. There's some things that I wish I could have done different, but, but they know I love them. I love every single one of them. But there's something about when things happen to your kids, and as a father, you can't do anything about it. You sit there and you see them make bad decisions, or you see you see them do some certain things, and you and you you can't do anything about it. Even when they get sick, I remember the time that um, Braden had gotten a fever of like 105. We were in New Hampshire visiting Vanessa's uh, mom, and uh, she'd gotten a fever of 105, and she just broke into a seizure. I've never seen any of my kids have a seizure, and as a father, there is nothing I can do. Vanessa's holding her, rocking her, and there's nothing I can do as a father but pray. I'm praying, Lord, Lord, please, would you, would you help? I just, there's nothing I can do. If you've ever been a father and you've seen something happen, you've seen something happen like that, it'll rip, it'll rock your world because there's nothing you can do. That's when, that's when you call upon the father to help you. Some of you in a place right now, there's nothing that you can do except for just you see some things going on in your life. You see things that are going on, but we serve a father. We serve a God who is able to do something. Amen. He's able to do something about it. And I remember Vanessa rocking her. We ran her to to the hospital. And then by the we praying and praying in tongues, praying in spirit, praying over her. That's all I can do. Nothing, nothing else I can do. And all of a sudden she gets to the hospital and within minutes, I mean, they're trying to put stuff in her spine and do different things to get, try to get her fever down. And within minutes, she's up just playing and just up around. I was like, thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for what you have done. And then the bill came. I go, Father? (laughs) Daddy? (laughs) Daddy-o? Papa? (laughs) Padre? I mean, you know, you start coming up... (laughs) Would you take care of this? <laughs> My kids just slide it right over to me. They don't even, they don't even think about it. Just slide it over. They got, a, they got an anointing for sliding things over to me. Now you're laughing, and we're, I'm laughing with you. But the Holy Spirit told me to tell you this. Won't you slide that worry on over to him this morning? Won't you slide that anxiety over to him this morning? Won't you slide all of that fear and that opposition over to him this morning. Just slide it on over. Say, you know what? I'm not going to receive that. I'm just going to slide over. You know what that fear? I'm going to slide it on over. And you know what? He's already paid it all. Jesus paid it all for you to receive a fresh revelation of who the Father is. I see some great, some, some great dads in here this morning. I love, I love seeing dads that, that I know love their kids and and I, I've seen some of you, I've seen some of you the way that you look at your kids. I've seen, I look at my kids the same way. I look at them, you know, there's times I'm in the, you know, sometimes when I'm, Vanessa's, uh, you know, doing her stuff in the, in the restroom, whatever, put makeup, I'll go to the kids' restroom where, Vanessa, where the kid, the girls are putting on makeup. And I just stare at them. And I just stare at them. And they go, um, excuse me? You okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And I just stare at them. And they're putting on makeup. And what I am staring at is the fact that they're beautiful. They're gorgeous. And I love them so much. And they're putting on their little stuff, whatever, which I don't think they necessarily have to, but they put on their stuff. And they go, Dad, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And they go, do you need something? I go, nope, just just looking. And they go, Mom, Dad's in here being weird. But the truth is, is that I, I'm not being weird. I just love them so much. And I love to see them. 
I love looking at them, and I love seeing what God is doing through them. Even though they're through their mistakes, through their wanderings, trying to figure out who they are, they're trying to come, they come up with their own personalities, they're coming up with, with who they are. I'm just in the middle of it, praying that God would have his way in their life. How many of you fathers want that for your kids? Want that for your kids? Yeah. I heard a thousand stories of what they say you're like. And I heard the tender whispers of love and the dead of night and you tell me that you're pleasing that I am never alone. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. True us. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. True us. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am.